What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. Hey, don't hurt my hair, man. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next event. Yes, me. It's wedding season, and I'm so excited. I've had, got so many weddings booked up, and I get to do weddings and be with people on their best days of their lives, their most happy times, and party with the people. Uh, let's see. Oh, today on the program, I have Michi. What's a Michi, you say? Who is a Michi? Well, you're going to find out more about Michi in the next few minutes, so stick around for that. This week's shows, as I record this on Saturday night, let's see, I have a Saturday night off. How about that? Something unusual and new and different. So let's talk about next week's shows. Thursday night, I'll be at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. That's my usual every other Thursday night family-friendly show. Yes, they have great barbecue, delicious food. They got the it's it's mostly all smoked. So if you'd like some smoked up barbecue, just smoked perfectly. Uh, I, you know, the uh, chicken wings are my personal favorite. They usually send me home with a, a nice little little batch of wings so I can have some good dinner. And then they have the ribs and, you know, the usual barbecue stuff, uh, pork or beef. But, uh, oh, there's a Dagwood sandwich. There is a whole Dagwood Hall of Fame. If you like to eat a lot of meat, I encourage you, uh, see if you can live up to the challenge of eating a Dagwood. And then they'll put you up on the Dagwood Hall of Fame right there at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. Video dance party, karaoke jam, family friendly, bring everybody great barbecue and but they also have adult beverages for the over 21s so i keep the the music family friendly but you could bring everybody and have a good time at the old pose barbecue six till nine thursday night and then on friday friday where am i gonna be well my usual friday night gig at the rab in conway arkansas yeah it's where i spend at least 50 nights 50 friday nights out of the year and uh, to see all my friends out at the Rab. Now, this one is an over 21 club. So leave the kids at home, preferably with adult supervision. If they're little, little kids, that's just a little public service message from me. Keys, Dan, <laughs> they have a full bar. Kitchen is open. They have a pool tournament. Every Friday night, lots of pool tables. I think there's 10 diamond class pool tables. I'm not even sure what diamond class means, but it sounds pretty cool to me. And the people seem to enjoy them, so that's for sure. They've they've spent some money on these pool tables. And so, like I said, there's a pool tournament. So if you want to make some money on a Friday night, I encourage you to get involved with the pool tournament. Friday nights at the Rab. And then also on the party patio, they got foosball. They have a giant Jenga game. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, shuffleboard, darts, uh, giant checkers game. So there's always something to do while you're waiting to sing on stage right next to me. Yeah, at the Rab. You're the stars of the show on Friday nights. And you know the dance floor is always open. And then on Saturday night, oh, that's leap year. I have a special, special show down in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's called Trejo's at the Lake. It's a Mexican restaurant in in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. I've never been there uh, myself, but I've seen pictures. It's like right on the water. So that is cool. Uh, it's going to make, you know, it's going to remind me of my days in the Florida Keys when I was hanging right on the water and uh, playing uh, music or doing some karaoke jams down there. But uh, yeah, it's a special leap year show at Trejo's on the lake. And that one is at 7 p.m. And I think we're going till 11 in the p.m. in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So if you want to take a trip down there, please, please do. And uh, just so you know, uh, Clint Baggett, if, you, if you're friends with Clint Baggett, um, he is in the Conway, Moralton area. He's also an Uber driver. And he told me if, he, if seven of, uh, of uh, my loyal karaoke goers want to go down to Hot Springs, uh, get in contact with Clint clint baggett and he will uber you down there and then he'll uh, probably uber a bunch of people around hot springs and then he'll uber yawn back how about that so that's just a little special thing saturday night leap year all right i think i've droned on long enough let's give a talk to michi who's michi well, I get to go over to his uh, his laundromat, his cleaning place, and find out more about Michi. So let's head over to Michi now. Are a busy man. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. I know you as Michi, and we're here to promote your your business, amongst other things. We can get that out of the way. Michi, uh, if I can call you Michi, you could say your full name if you want. And where we are, we're at a cleaner of some kind. You're on the What Makes You Famous podcast. Let's talk about you, Michi. Mm-hmm. It's all about you, man. First, who, who uh, are first you? First of uh, my, my, my real name is Dimitri Deshaun Davenport, uh, originally from Forest City, Arkansas. Been in Conway 20 years. Um, it's new to me. Uh, this is, uh, Of course, it's new to me uh, owning a business, being a business owner. Uh, I got big expectations for the business. You know, I'm just trying to get off the ground right now. I've been working for a year or so and just um, got it. Um, got God bless me to to stick it through, cause uh, on the marks of me just sticking it through and being on time and being there for him in his time of needs, he end up uh, signing the, the uh, cleaners over to me. Um, I'm grateful for that. Um, I did say my name was Demetri Davenport, but my nickname is Michi. A lot of people know me by Michi. Uh, 
I'll call you Michi from now on for, or, you know, well, th- through this conversation. I like a nickname, you know, we've known each other for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see you at, at the Rab on Friday nights, you know. Uh, I see you in that element, mm-hmm. but I've hardly ever get a chance to see you outside that element. Right. And here we are in the daytime on a Saturday, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's right here around noontime, and we're at the cleaners. First of all, let's get the promotion out of the way. Where is the cleaners? What's the name of the cleaners? And you know, uh, the, you the know, cleaners is located. At, if you're familiar with Conway, uh, it's located at 1065 Clayton Street, which is right behind the Walgreens off of Oak and Hawk Rider. Um, uh, the name of the business is Gentry Press and Wash right now. Um, um, it's been inherited from down from him to his mom. <laughs> We both did a podcast faux pas. Left our phones on. <laughs> but, uh, all right, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've done stuff over here at La Huerta. This, if anybody knows Conway, Arkansas, they know this cleaners. It's been here forever and, and uh, ever it, and it, ever. It, it, so you, is it part of your family? Is uh, it a family thing? Um, more of a, a, a friend that became a brother. Uh, okay. You know, uh, I've been knowing him for a couple of years, you know, uh, on and off, I used to see him all the time, you know. Um, I started uh, working here um, probably about a year or so ago, and uh, he just taught me the ropes and everything. It's amazing how everything played out because, I, like I said, I'd never seen myself owning a cleaner. Right. But uh, push came to shove, and uh, I came in. I'm a hard worker, so I was dedicated to working here to be on time, you know, to do the things I know I needed to do to make sure that I, I could obtain my job. Uh, I slowly started climbing the ladder because he eventually made me his manager after uh, two or three months. Um, once became a manager, um, opportunity opened up. He asked me did I want to be his business partner. And I was like, at first I was kind of iffy about it, but then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, so I, we were here on the way with that. And uh, that's where I'm at today. Uh, besides on the weekends, I, I, I open up uh, on Monday through Fridays from 8 to 5. Uh, on the weekends, on Saturday, I open up from 9 to 12. Uh, when I'm not there, on the weekends, at nighttime, you know, I'm right there at the ramp, you know, kicking it with my, with my family, you know. Uh, so that's playtime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a learning podcast, and I'm learning from you, Michi. You know, this, yeah, you don't have to be nervous. I can tell you're, you're a little uh, nervous. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to figure out, well, man, what should I say and what should I do? It, it, you know, people on these podcasts, they want to learn. And mostly they learn by having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're just talking, man. Mm-hmm. I'm Keys Dan. You're Michi. And uh, we're just chit-chatting, hanging out at Gentry's Press and Wash mm-hmm. in Conway, Arkansas. If you need some laundry done, they got plenty of laundry machines. Yes, sir. Now, all right, you're going to teach me a little bit about the, the laundry uh, business. Uh, now, when you first started and you were working for, what's his name? Gentry. Gentry. Oh, it is Gentry. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Named after the, the former uh, uh, proprietor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when you were working for Gentry, what was the first thing that he taught you? Walking in the door. Uh, hey, Michi, welcome. You got the job. Start Monday or whatever. He well, he uh, he welcomed me. Uh, he started me off on like the minor things. Like He showed me the ropes. Uh, we started off uh, wash full drives. Um, then, then we gradually went to the presser. I learned, I learned to master the presser. Uh, after that, um, I was learning how to get stains out of shirts and 
uh, pressed uh, suits and you know, some everything. It's, I, I, I've pressed it and done a lot of work, you know, but, but I can see the difference from when I first started and how everything is now. Um, I didn't know how long I was going to be here, you know, uh, but I'm, st- I'm glad to be here. Uh, I bond with my customers real good. Uh, I'm a people person. I love people, you know, so um, I don't think just getting along would be the issue for me more than anything, just trying to get it off, uh, get it it advertised where people can see and I can show them my work, so therefore, you know, that'll make more business for me. Oh, for sure, man. I, you know, when I was a kid in college, a uh, laundromat was the place to go and, and visit with people. You know, you're sitting there, you're waiting for your laundry to get done. And there's how many, how many laundries, uh, how many washers and how many dryers you got I here? say we got at least 30, 30 to, at least 30 to, 30 to 40 machines out here, uh, including dryers. Oh, I'm sorry. I put you on the spot on that one. <laughs> probably about, we, we probably got like we probably got like at least forty to fifty uh, washing machines, and then like maybe fifty to sixty uh, uh, dryers. That's a lot of washing machines. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a big place, and and I've even hung out here before. Uh, and when I first moved to Conway in 2009, I didn't have a washer and dryer, so I came here and I did a couple loads. I guess I must have met Gentry or or somebody mm-hmm. who was you know, running this back, place. Because you know, back then it was called Fun Wash, and when it was Fun Wash, you know, people they the presses would be open to the public. You could go come in and put your dollar in, and then give you a certain amount of minutes to get your stuff pressed, you know. But now, uh, as it had, as the presser went down, we put money into getting it fixed. So now we just kind of use it for the cleaner part, you know, for the for, for this for Gentry's cleaner washing press. Um, so this is like two businesses in one. Uh-huh, yeah. So you, so this you have the laundromat. Is that yours as well? No, just the laundromat. Oh, okay. Those two different. No, I own the cleaners. You're the cleaners portion of that. Okay. Now that lets me know a little bit more. Okay. The, okay. So while you're at the laundromat, but I do help manage the the ah. uh, I do help manage the laundromat because I'm here most of the time. You know, right. Eight to five. And that's good, man. That promotes. It, it's a it's a very good uh, thing for the community to have. This kind of a business. Uh, so, the when they're doing when they're done with the laundry and they need their stuff pressed. Now, what portion do you do? Uh, you do the pressing and and what else? Just getting stains okay, out. Okay, yeah, I do getting stains out. I do press. I do uh, I do uh, wash wash fold dries. Uh, I even wash your clothes for you. You know, uh, we do we do. Uh, one on nine per pound um, on, on, on the weighing out the clothes that we um, do. I do. We also do um, tablecloths uh, for wedding events and stuff like that. Uh, we do round tablecloths, square t- tablecloths, uh, seat covers, um, just about anything that you possibly can get done and clean. We, we do it. Suits, uh, dresses, blouse, uh, all those type of things. Um, to meet you, if somebody brings a... a, a a bag of laundry to you, you'll wash it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a service that you provide, uh-huh. and that's not that's part what of I, that's the what I mean mat. when I say wash, fold, dry. No, that's that's part. part that's part of you. Clean, yeah. So the laundromat part is self service, uh-huh. and you provide the full service portion of that laundromat. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Now I'm getting a little idea. Now it's all coming clear to me. Mm-hmm. The the listeners have probably already figured it out. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> me, I'm a bobo, so I, I need to have it spelled out completely. <laughs> On the table. All right. So, yeah, that's very convenient. You know, I don't have time. 
for for real to be sitting here. I mean, how long do these washes washes so, take? Wash uh, and dry probably an hour. Yeah, 30, at least thirty minutes. At least thirty at minutes. Least. And then uh, do they have? Oh yeah, I think at some laundromat, do they have a dry only, or can you do that? Can you come in? With oh some yeah, wet yeah, clothes? yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that's a uh, yeah. See, some places don't uh, let you do that. Uh-huh. You, if you come in here with wet clothes and you wash, wash them at the house, right? You come in and dry them here because that's what the whole purpose is for. You know, to wash and dry and you know clean your clothes. All right, Michi, a young man from Forest City, Arkansas, made his way to Conway, Arkansas. Now. Now that we've got the promotion out of the way, let's get the, the man behind uh, the, the laundry. Uh, who, who is who is Michi, man? Where are you? You're from Forest City. How, how, when were you born, and, and how was it growing up in Forest City? Well, uh, just to reiterate, my, my name is Dimitri Davenport, a.k.a. Michi. Uh, <laughs> born in Forest City, Arkansas, uh, 86, 1986. That would make me 33 years old. Um, back... When we was growing up in Forest City, uh, it was a little rough. This was when, like, crack hit hard and other drugs, you know. And uh, our mama seen that that we needed to get away from that atmosphere. So that's what landed us leaving Forest City. We left Forest City. We went to Mariana for a couple of years. We left when was Mariana, that? Uh, like, 1990, between 19... So, okay, so four we, years old? Uh, yeah, oh, we, okay. we, we was young. Yeah, so you we didn't moved, remember we moved any to Mariana, so by the time we moved to Mariana, that was two years gone. So we were six, that was six years old then. Uh, we ended up moving back to Forest City for probably about a year. My mama got married and everything. Uh, we so left. you had family in Florida? Oh, yeah, that's, that's originally where most of my family are. I got some family that moved here in Conway. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, I guess you could just say Conway is my second home because I've been here 20 years. I graduated, you know. Yeah. I don't know if people are familiar with Peyton Hillis, Kevin Warlow, those guys that play football. Uh, I played football on the same team as them. Uh, 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 I was very active. No, tell people who Peyton Hill is. Oh, uh, uh, Peyton Hillis is, um, he's the, um, um, don't get me wrong, but he plays a position on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, uh, he went to he went to AFU um, uh, in Fayetteville. Uh, he left there and uh, went to the NFL. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Man, all right. And you played ball uh-huh. with I had the him. opportunity to play ball with him, chat up with him, walk in the halls with him, all that type of stuff. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. That's cool. You know, I was a class clown in school, so, you know, I kept people laughing, you know. But I kept getting in trouble by Mama as well. Uh, I guess by why I mentioned Mama, uh, I'm glad she moved us out of Forest City, you know. Yeah. Uh, she moved us to a better environment. We came down here. Uh, we still uh, was kind of it was it was we had to get adjusted to around here you know because it's different down that way northeast Arkansas than it is down here in central Arkansas. So Forest City is northeast Arkansas, uh-huh. closer to uh, uh, the- Memphis, Brinkley, uh, Mariana, all you know, um, Earl, all, Wynn, all back towards that way. Very cool. okay, uh, but. Uh, you found that Central Arkansas is a better situation yeah, for you? Yeah, it is. It's, now, more, it's more opportunities, uh, better school system. To Mariana and then back to Forest City. Yes. And you, how, how long did you spend in Forest City? Did probably you about another year, uh, oh. year or so. We left Junior High. Went to, we came, that's when we came to Little Rock. Uh, we, went, we came to Little Rock and we went to Little Rock. I went to Little Rock uh, McClellan. I played football there too, ran on the track team. Uh, That's a high school? Uh-huh, McClellan High School. It's, it's located over there off of Guy, Guy Spring. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Uh, and you say you were the class clown amongst oh, yeah, other things oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. a jock. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're cut up, man. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, was oh. pretty, I was okay. I was pretty popular, you know. Um, um, but uh, once we um, once we moved from Little Rock. Well, how were uh, you as a student in school? Oh, uh, a student in school? Uh, yeah. I, I went to McClellan for about a year, year and a half. Yeah. I was, I was, that's when I was getting in a little trouble, too. I was skipping school a little bit. Yeah. But mama got me back back on track real quick. <laughs> that sounds like a good mama. She's still around? Yeah, she's still around. She uh, live here in Conway? She stayed right here in Conway. Oh, and my nice. mama's name is Linda, Linda Davenport. Uh, now Linda Lee because she got married. Oh, that's sweet. And she she obviously raised some some good kids. How oh, yeah, many siblings she, she practically raised all three. Uh, I got two two. Uh, well, I have five brothers all together: two on my mama's side and three on my on my my dad's side. Uh, mm-hmm. You keep in bro- touch with everybody? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, you can I, shout about them. I just I, got, on them. I just got done talking to my dad today. You know, his name is Billy Joe Gibbs. Uh, I'm proud of you know um, of the relationship we have because like when we was younger, you know, he wasn't really. Too much there, but he was there when he could, you know, and I just couldn't understand until I got older that he was just young, you know, and he, he just was living life. But uh, it, it, it still paid off because we still we still came out to be uh, men that my mom wanted to graduate from school. We all graduated from uh, high school. Uh, my other brother, he graduated from college. Uh, my younger brother, uh, he graduated. Uh, uh, but for the most part, now... Um, moving from Little Rock to Conway, I realized at first I wanted to be popular. You know, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. Do this, and uh, that, was, that was my exper- experimental uh, side right there. Just to you know, kind of in high school. After high school, I kind of got into the streets a little bit. You know, because you know, I just felt a victim of the streets. Uh, uh, went to well, how uh, so? Uh, just um, got out there. You know, selling drugs and you know, using drugs and stuff. Uh, um, it was it was taking it was taking over my mind, you know. It was taking over my body, and um, I had an episode where I, I had swallowed some stuff, and um, it took it took me mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, I, I just it just messed me up, you know. Uh, it died to come to find out behind it, I was end up uh, um, evaluated and uh, was. Um, was named uh, paranoid schizophrenic bipolar. Uh, at first, I didn't know how to deal with it, and that's what that, that's what became my problem. I didn't know how to deal with it, so I was still in the streets, and I was still dealing with this mental state of mind. But my mom and my brother and my auntie, they were still praying for me, even though I was going through that stage. Yeah, we still living at home. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had to be, you know, because right. you know they had to keep me close because I was like I wasn't in my right state of mind all the way. I was taking medicine, but I was experimenting with the medicine. And when I first started, the medicine was too powerful for me, and I just couldn't take it. So I just stopped taking it. But in the months of me not taking it, uh, I was going through the, those stages. Uh, I finally got some medicine that uh, that actually worked worked for me that I could cope after uh, a good night rest. Um, so I, I, the difference from now and then is I wasn't taking my my medicine consistently every day like I supposed to. Now I do because I see the importance of it. But uh, oh, yeah. saying that uh, now you you had doctors that were helping you. Oh with yeah, the cam- yeah, oh, with yeah. Your I, chemistry, I, I, getting that right. Oh yeah, I went to uh, state hospital. I went to St. Vincent a couple of times. Uh, oh yeah, I used to have like thoughts, you know, like of hurting myself and stuff like that, you know. And I would let people know. I would let my mom and them know when I had those type of thoughts. Uh, but as of today, uh, 
God walked me through that. He guided me through that. You know, he brought me out. You know, so for me, I'll forever be grateful to him because he didn't give up on me. And I feel like I should never give up on him. So that's where I've been at. Um, well, it's good to have your faith, but it's good to have family, too. Yeah, oh, it yeah. sounds like oh, you yeah. had people back. Oh, yeah, up, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. worried about you. you know, most people that go in those type of stages, yeah. uh, they, uh, they, they, people just give up on them. They just say, oh, okay, we're going to throw them out the two woods. There's no hope. See, my mama didn't do that. They, they, they was there. They was like, yeah, we praying over this. We're going to see them through. He's going to see through because they always knew I was a strong I was strong, you know. Uh, I always been one of the stronger ones because I had to go through it to understand sometimes. And not only did I learn from my own mistake, I learned from other people's mistakes that was around me, you know. Uh, I can't remember who did the quote, learn from the, the mistakes from others because you can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Right, that's right. So you have to learn from other people. Mm-hmm. So you had Linda Lee primarily, Mama. She's taking care of you, uh-huh. and 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 you had your brothers and sisters. You had how many did I you? I got five brothers. I, yeah. I have no sisters. Oh, okay, your brothers. Mm-hmm. And how, how how many did you actually live? Now your mom was raising pe- three of us, three mm-hmm. on her own, and then dad was on his own as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, dad was yeah, dad was uh, well, he was with uh, his wife. He got dad, dad had got married. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, that's 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 what it's been. It's been him, uh, him and his wife, uh, and my other. Three brothers. Uh, I'm, I'm the next to the oldest out of all of us. I have my other, older brother, his name is Demario Davenport. He's the oldest. So he's he been more like the leader. That's, That's who we it. look up to. You know, he's the serious one. You know, me and my little brother, we goofy. We joke around. <laughs> but he always keep that serious face on. So uh, so you're kind of a middle kid, I oh, guess. Yeah, but still kid. on the older side. Uh-huh. So, but he was keeping you in line, helping oh, yeah. you, oh, helping yeah. to train you up, uh-huh. uh, raise you up as a as a young child. And I also had an uncle named his name is Uncle Hall. Uh, he also came down from Four City to just stay down here with me when I was going through that because he knew at the time what, what what I was feeling and what I was going through and how I needed somebody to vent to when I was going through situations to get them out of my head to not ponder on it because you know your mind will tell you a thousand things and probably. Out of that thousand, one thing might be true. You know, you, you, you never know. You know, so. So I'm guessing that you graduated uh, around 2004, uh-huh. and then you started hitting the streets and and doing maybe going down a wrong path, uh, but then you stopped taking. You, you started getting medicine. Uh-huh. Yeah, I started getting help. I started, I started getting uh, a professional help, like from like I said, St. Vincent and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but for a little while, you uh-huh. stopped taking the medicine. Uh, you I became stopped. non-compliant, yeah, is what they call because it. Because I wasn't used to it. It was a yeah. change for me, and it was scary, you know. But if let let I known the the, the the seriousness of it, yeah, probably I would have been okay, you know. But. That was just the state I was still Yeah, when you're young, when you're yeah. in your 20s, you can do anything, man. You're made of rubber. So I tell people, go off and do stuff. Maybe not take your medicines is not the right thing to do. Nope. Pay attention to your doctor. But you did some, all right, so having this imbalance in your chemistry, in your own personal chemistry, you you made some wrong decisions, well, some decisions. interesting decisions. So when did that when did that turn? Well, from oh. 2004 to to when you I'll said say to 2000 about 2009. Time um, to make a change. Yeah. It was, what it, did it? Um, me being locked up. Um, oh. I got locked up because of my actions of you know me wild out when I wasn't taking my medicine, and they couldn't control me. But at the time, they they knew that my mom like she would be quick to call the police if everything going on because she was looking out for the best of me, you know. Um, 
being in there a lot of times gave me peace of mind to the fact where I could just actually think before I reacted and think about the things that I've done and how I was going to be able to get out once I got out and do something different. And, uh, now, did I, they keep you on your medicine when you were locked oh, up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most that, see, sometimes it is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people need that, that structure in their life. Mm-hmm. Some people go to the Army. And some people go to prison, uh-huh. you know, and some people do other things. Go to go to college and, and find some, get a job mm-hmm. that offers a, a boss that's going to tell you what to do, when to do it, mm-hmm. you know. But you found that structure, unfortunately, fortunately, in mm-hmm. prison. I've heard different things, man. I mean, I've, I've had people on this podcast that have been uh, in the joint, as it were, mm-hmm. and they've had different experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. But you found that, I mean, what was your experience in jail? Uh, my experience in jail for the first time, uh, I just I couldn't stand it at all, and I knew that's some no place I wanted to be continuously. So uh, I did everything I needed to do to just prevent from being incarcerated or, or dead or somewhere sprung out. Um, I kept my faith as much as I could, but now it's a whole lot more stronger than it was because uh, just my faith in him. Uh, sees me through, you know, uh, reading his word and uh, fellowshipping with my church. Uh, it's been, it's, it's all these blessings coming from, got to be coming from God because I didn't see it coming from nowhere, you know. I was just remaining faithful to him, still is remaining faithful to him, thanking him, uh, giving him the grace for everything, even my bad times. See, the thing about me is I never try to look at anything negative. If it's negative, I'm going to try to turn it into a positive because this is just the type of person I am. I hate to be around negativity and, you know, just messy stuff. You know, I just rather be just calm and happy. And, you know, I know sometimes we get mad and, you know, different emotions and stuff. But for the most part, I'm a happy person. Like, I enjoy people. I enjoy myself. I enjoy my life. I enjoy you, Dan. Uh, Dude. I've learned a lot, man, just being around you, uh, working at the rap, you know, just... Your personality, you know, you're a people person, you know what I'm saying? So, man, that's that's it's amazing. I'm just overwhelmed for everything that, that God is doing good in my life right now. Well, Michi, that's why I started this thing, man, to talk to people, to figure out what's, what makes people tick. And hopefully through that conversation, somebody else is going to get some insight right. on what to do, what not to do. Right. You can turn your life around. You can straighten up. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there there's a, it's never too late. And so 2009, what was going on in your life? And then uh, this the, I think that's the last time that I got incarcerated for a couple of years. Uh, I didn't stay in there for a couple of years, but I had got back locked up to the point where I had to go to the pen. And this was officially, what was the the sentencing? What was the It was like, the uh, I got like four years of uh, parole. But for what? Um, what did um, they accuse you of? Um, it was like, um, let's see, uh, and you notice how I word that question. Like, you never ask. Yeah, yeah, you never yeah. ask. What do you do? Yeah. You say, "What did you get accused of?" Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, they accused me of. Um, uh, I was put. I was put on possession. It was, it was a possession. That's what it was. Uh, gotcha. A little, you know, little grass, you know, marijuana, what you know, what you like to call it. Um, yep. Just ride one night, too late, out too late and stuff, and then I had uh, the paper tags on there, and they couldn't see them, so they pulled me over, uh, asked me, can they search? Well, they were going to search anyway because I was on parole, but uh, no, I wasn't on parole that time. Uh, uh-huh. But they did, you know, I ended up letting them search it, you know, told them I had it in there. 
Uh, I took my charge. I went and did my time. I came back and I and I just got on top of it um, to the fact where I didn't want nothing to do with being in that type right. of lifestyle again. You know. So now that you're you're out, you know, in two thousand. I've been out for a while. And that I, was and uh, two thousand eleven or um, or twelve. I got put on. This this happened. Let me see. It's two thousand and twenty now. I just got off papers. Uh, um, this year. No, last year it's in August. I just got. Out. I just walked down my four years. So if uh, for the for the parole. Yeah, for the parole. I got oh, out, I'm okay. off parole and stuff. Now. No, like, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. That's uh, you know that. But when you got out of, of jail, uh, what was the the first thing you did? You said uh, you had your mind right. Uh, obviously, uh, I, they kept uh, your kept first, your chemistry first right. Off had, first off, I had to come up with a with a with a uh, treatment plan. Yeah, time yeah. for a plan. Yeah, What's Beachy's plan up with now? A treatment plan. Uh, refrain from drugs and alcohol. Uh, don't be out this this type. Uh, don't be out late past this certain time. Uh, uh, just just to <laughs> stay away from those situations. Uh huh. Oh, uh, I had to change a lot of my friends yeah. or so-called friends. I had to, I had to do that most definitely. That was one of my biggest deals because I felt like I needed a crowd. I wanted to be around the crowd. Uh, that wasn't it. I always, I always found myself getting in trouble when I was messing with the wrong crowd. So uh, I just really now just work, go home, take care of my daughter, and keep my focus. Mind when did that me. happen? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. When did that happen? <laughs> we just had another surprise out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, remember I said in 2004, everything started happening. Well, my daughter, she was born in 2005. What? Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, her name is Demaria Deshae Davenport, kind of like 3D. We tried to keep the tradition going because yeah. uh, my brother got 3Ds in his name and I got 3Ds in mine, so we kept it going with her. Um, oh, that's sweet. Well, she, Mazel Tov, man. You got a kid. Then, Beautiful. Uh, I guess I might as well tell you about my son, too, then. Uh, what? Demetri Deshae Davenport II. Uh, he was born in 2008, three years after Demaria. And they were, that was my world. They are my world. Like, like a lot of stuff that... Help calm me down and help. Keep How's this me keep out happening? Or, how about their moms? Oh uh, yeah, um, it's still keep in touch with them. Yeah, yeah, it's two different baby moms. My daughter, she's here right here in Conway with me. My son, he stays in Texas with his mom. Okay. Um, I wish our relationship was stronger. Uh, only way of making it stronger is just calling and talking. But a lot of times, I wish I could just see him, hold him. Right. You know, let him, you know, let him feel that what I'm telling him. I love him and I miss him. That he feel that from the heart because I truly do. Uh, I try to teach them. I try not to hide anything from my from my kids, you know, unless it's something dangerous or gonna hurt them or something. But I still try to pump them on situations. Well, yeah, in time, you definitely want to tell them uh, what you did right, what you did wrong, and maybe they'll learn from those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and that helps you to raise them uh, properly, and right. hopefully they avoid all the bad stuff, which. You try to make them not do the bad stuff. Uh, you know, I, th- I got two girls myself. Right. I understand. <laughs> oh, the attitude. <laughs> oh, oh my, God. my 14-year-old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they're, so they're older now. Demaya is 14. 14. <laughs> and Demetri, yeah. Demetri is 11. So uh, Demaya he- hates you. I hate you. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nah, she don't hate you, but but she don't she don't uh, love you. Yeah, as much. yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't love you. Trying uh-huh. to push out, uh-huh. trying to stretch. And then she will come back later because I always kill her with kind. I kill her with kindness every time. Like <laughs> even when I'm punishing her, I'm like, I love you. You know what I'm saying? You might not believe that right now because I'm taking right. your phone and your game. 
But you got to understand that this is not about me. It's about you and your attitudes and your behaviors. I'm trying to teach you to stay on top of it because in the long run, it's going to help you out. Like oh, everything yeah. my mama taught me as far as manners and all, it all it all pays off. Being respectful pays off. That's how it's done, Michi. So you're a family man uh, amongst other oh, things. Yeah, I and, love my family. and through all this, hey, there was some... There were some situations. You had some stumbles. You, you got yourself out. That two thousand, I guess. Uh, I mean, when did you officially walk out the gate uh, of the jail? Um, uh, this happened in. Uh, I got out 12? of there in two thousand and yeah, about two thousand. This happened between two thousand. 14, 2000. 14, okay. 15, yeah. So 14 or 15. Yeah, because I had to do four you, years you got of papers, out, you, and I did. I walked my four papers. Yeah. Let me tell you something about papers. Please. It's not It's not a bad thing to be on parole. It's not a bad thing to be on probation. It's a bad thing to make a mistake and, and continue to make the same mistake over and over, you know. Uh, if you don't learn from it, then it's no, it's no point of going through it. But for the most part... It was never about bucking the system because the only way to beat the system is to stay out of it or comply with it. And when you do get into it, to get yourself out of it. And that's basically what I did. I, I paid my fees and fines and restitutions off. I did that first. I got a lump sum back and I, I paid off all my fines and stuff. Just had that done. And I kept a job, a full-time job. I was working that job and working at the RAP. Uh, I was working at the furniture consignment place with Miss Chris. Loved the lady. Gave me opportunity. What, gave cons- me, what consignment place? Uh, the furniture consignment place. Well, you can it's shout located, that. It's located um, on uh, Clay- uh, Clayton Clayton Road as well. It's like right next door to the La Hertz Mexican restaurant. Uh, uh, okay. So you were working there? Yeah, what I worked work there for about there? four years. Uh, uh, I was uh, doing deliveries, pickups, sales, uh, uh, repairs, uh, all kind of uh, all kind of uh, uh, responsibilities. For me, I would open the store, I would close the store, uh, count calls, uh, the draw, uh, take deposits to the bank, you know, stuff like that. Now, and you, uh, that's a very responsible job, man. Oh, yeah. You, you got to think about, and I, I, maybe I'm watching too many movies. People, I got out of prison and I can't find a job. Oh, yeah, that, you know, that's not true. <laughs> so, you can find you a job. Can't find, I've seen many of them, I, I know. A lot of a lot of people out here that's fellas that got good great jobs, you know, working in factories, tokusing with benefits and stuff. Yeah. It's all about how you apply yourself and it's all about being honest with yourself and your employer, you know. If they already know what you went through and they know and they, and they figure that it's a chance that you've changed, they'll give you a chance, you know. But if you lie to them and tell them, you know, deceitful things, then it's not gonna work out in the long run. Well that's good, man. And so who who helped you find that job at the Katama store? Um or was that something you did on your own? I actually got, um, before I worked for Miss Chris, I worked with her son, Jason Quinn, for Mustard Seed Moving Service. Moving Service, uh-huh. okay. That's what got me started into, you know, uh, learning how, you know, to decorate or, you know, go in and remodel uh, uh, houses and stuff. But I, I ain't never just did it, did it, but it was mostly out of deliveries and stuff and uh, seeing the way they had everything lined out. But uh, I worked for Jason for about four years. Uh, I, I became one of his leads. Um uh, I would drive the truck. I would pack the truck. I would unload the truck. Uh, uh, wow, man! This is a hard-working man. Big old houses. We we walking in lawyers yeah. and dentists 
and you know doctors and stuff like that. Like, well, that's who hires movers. Uh-huh. And, you know, people that got a little money in their pockets. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever ha- had the enough money to hire a mover. I've always had been my own mover. You yourself, but huh? you know, it's nice, man. If you had the means, I'd definitely hire a moving company. Mm-hmm. And you, all right, as a mover, did you? You take a lot of care oh, yeah. to make sure that their stuff doesn't get broken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. glass. It was the, the, the deal was we, we had a, a box truck and it, we had a couple of them. And the deal was uh, no wood on wood. So if anything that was wood touched, then you know you was in the wrong. You was gonna have to put that that pad on over that over that furniture and, yeah. and, and wrap it and make sure it's protected. Yeah, I worked at Renner Center. We were moving furniture. We had blankets that we had to. To do oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's oh like man. That. Okay, um, I learned a lot um, doing that. You know, I, I had never really just drove a truck that big before until I started with them. Yeah, and it's just one day one of my um, guys that helped me get on. He was like, "All right, you driving today?" I'm like, "I'm nervous," you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, "Okay, I want to do this." And man, as soon as I got behind that wheel and realized how to drive that thing, I, I didn't even want to get. I didn't even want to get out the driver's seat. <laughs> right, right. You get more mindful, man. Uh-huh. And when you're driving a bigger vehicle, you yeah. you notice that. Hey, it up and all that stuff. All that stuff yeah. counts. You can. Uh, it's, it's been times we done went out on moves and stuff and messed around and went in that yard where it was too, too a little bit too uh, soft and got stuck. Oh, <laughs> that is a bad call oh, to man. make, man. When you got to call that tow dri- uh-huh. truck driver. Oh my goodness. Yep. All right. So you got from there. Uh, to the consignment shop. Congratulations on the jobs. Uh, walking the 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 line. Uh, you got still got structure with the the parole, making sure that you're keeping straight, mm-hmm. and you, you know meds are all right. And so we're almost up to now. Uh, w- uh, when you got out of the consignment store, when uh, what did you start doing? And when did you start working at the Rab at night doing like security work? Oh, yeah, I started off doing jobs at the Rab. I started off doing. Um, I started off doing security. I was at the door and I would make sure everything around was protected and everything was okay. That nobody was getting into it and everything. Um, I just um, I enjoyed working there because of the people. You know, uh, they was they they welcomed me there. You know, they talked to me and, and they spoke to me and they kind of opened me up to singing a little karaoke. You know, Dan Keys is the man when it come down to that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I always love his vibe about that. Uh, Oh. Well, I have a good time with it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a place that I've been to on and off. It's the old Conway Supper Club, and they turned it into the Rab about what, five, six years ago or so. And it's a nice place to go, and it's a good group of people that go through there. And so you started doing that. When when was that? Wait, how how long ago? Um, I started. Uh, I started doing that probably about. I, I worked for about a year, a year and a half, and then I and I stopped for probably about. Um, six to eight months and um i ended up going back um i came in one night just playing you know not not playing just you know just sitting around and see see what was out really you know right. do a little karaoke have a little fun you know <laughs> yeah uh, uh we did that and um i ended up they needed me that night and i ended up stop stop uh having fun to go and help them out you know because they, they like <laughs> they like my family up there you know like we like a family man we take care of each other up there man yeah. That's the thing about that place. You you hang around long enough, they'll put you to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so, so you're doing the rab on, what is it, Friday and Saturday yeah, nights? Yeah, Friday and Saturday nights. That's cool. I work and, there from 8 to, oh, 8 to, 8 to uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Sometimes a little bit later. And but then you, and then you're, you come here to the, wait, so between the consignment store and having the, the cleaner, is, is, that, is that the next step? 
Uh, you went from the consignment store to the clean? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, and you got this job. Uh-huh. And that was about a year ago? Mm-hmm. And you were working for Gentry? And Gentry taught you the ropes, man. Mm-hmm. We exactly full circle what we uh, got to in the beginning. And when did what happened to Gentry? Uh, he just um, he had um, had to go away for a couple months. Um, okay, some uh, personal business he had going on. Uh, so I kind of just like re- just kind of rolled with it. They asked him any questions, and then uh, and that's when the opportunity came up where he asked me how did I feel about running the laundromat about him switching it over to me and immediately I was overwhelmed and I was like I'm ready you know yeah uh, uh, before Marcy leaving I, I think I learned the most I, I needed to learn and then last week that he was here before you know he taught me um, a lot like how to press uh, those tablecloths and stuff I was talking about earlier the the uh, the seat covers uh we wash dry fold uh, comforters, king queen size. We got some of the cheaper prices when it comes down to pressing. I start off at two twenty five for a light uh, press. Um, then we go up fifty cent more for for a medium, which is two seventy five, and then we go up fifty cent more for the heavy starch, which is three twenty five. I think we got some of the cheaper prices in town because I asked another guy what did his cleaner charge. I'm not gonna tell the cleaners that it right, was, right. but he said they charge him like four dollars now. I told him I could save him uh, seventy-five cents to a dollar, you know, because I only charge three twenty-five. Only f- that's for heavy, you know. So yeah, I mean two, tw- yeah, three twenty-five for heavy. Uh, for a light two twenty-five, I-, I think that's pretty reasonable. Well, I mean the advantage and disadvantage, you can get more volume. Mm-hmm. People will come to you because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. but then you got to do more work to get the same amount of uh, revenue, rev- right? Right, the same amount of money. Uh, so uh, yeah I mean it's a good business plan if you want to work hard and mm-hmm. obviously throughout your life you work hard mm-hmm. uh, you, you're you're uh, here yeah, to I'm work always, here, always, here to help the community mm-hmm. I always here to help the community I'm all about my community uh, I just love 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 and um, so, it just carries yeah. me a long way like like I, throughout all these situations that I just spoke about uh, from from moving from Forest City to moving Conway um, it's made me everything that I've ever went through has, has always made me stronger. Uh, I never try to let anything break me. I'm human, and you know sometimes I break down, but I try not to let it break me. You know, as an individual. Um, nowadays, I'm taking more inventories on myself. You know, just trying to figure out is it something I can do better to better me. You know, uh, better him and better her. You know, because if you're around me, then like I said, it's kind of like family. Even my I even look at my customers like family, you know. I treat them like family. I respect them, you know. We respect each other. We get the job done, and that, that's what keeps everything satisfied, keep, keep, keep uh, customers satisfied. Michi, it sounds like you're doing it, man. You, you want to help people. You want to succeed in this business. You want to succeed in life, for that matter. Yes, sir. What other avenues do you explore? You, you say you're uh, a, a spiritual man, a religious man. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell tell more about your faith. I mean, how uh, how was that for, helping for you? For a long time, I I, I can't lie. Um, the first I mentioned uh, working at the rap. Well, well, around that time, I had ended up um, got into a car a car wreck. Um, I was driving down past Skyline, and uh, an eighteen wheeler merged over into my lane and hit my hit my car, and it spent me around, and I, I landed backwards inside the uh, the uh, grass over on, on the side. But never let your mind remind you that uh, 
if that truck would have hit me any time uh, uh, earlier than that, I could have crashed into the wall. Another car could have been killed. I could have been dead. I could have been hurt real, real, real bad. I was hurt a little bit, but I wasn't just, you know, just tremendously, you know, beaten. But it did take a lot of me because right around that time I lost my car. I lost my job at the at the furniture store. I had lost my job at the RAV. Everything was just coming down at me at once, and I was stressed. And I didn't even know how stressed I was until one day I called one of my aunties, and I talked to her. She's my go-to person sometimes when I can't talk to my mama or my brother. Uh, and she, was, she, she told me. She told me what my situation was. She said, you're stressing. And immediately she said that, I started thought about it. I was like, yeah, I am stressing. Because sometimes you can be stressing and won't, uh, and won't even know it, you know. Uh, I, I was, it was, that was a bad point for me because, like, I was used to getting up every day, going to work, you know, full time. So now I don't have a job. Now I got to walk to where I need to go. Um, Did you at least have a place to live? I had a place to live. Still, my, my, my mom still always made sure that I had to live with my mom financially and uh, emotionally and all that, uh, emotionally and, you know, things like that. But, yeah, it's still, uh, I still got a good relationship with all my uh, previous uh Employees, you know, I always never try to leave a job, uh, have done, or you know, I, I I just try to do it in the in the way you're supposed to, you know, uh, as far as like putting your notices in and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't just leave them bone dry. I stuck around, made sure I waited till they had enough people, you know, to make sure everything was still running. Yeah, that's a good them. lesson, man. Don't burn bridges. Yeah, uh, you say you want to leave a job or leave a, even a relationship. Uh, don't burn it, you know. Yeah. Just tell them, hey, this isn't working out for me, and move along. Mm-hmm. You know, leave it amicable, and that's smart. Some people get go behind them and just figuratively light a match yep. and burn that bridge, man. Because you never know down the line, you, you might, might need you might person. need some help. You might need that person's skills. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with you, people that have been have relationship with you. Don't burn that bridge because you might need Michi at some time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know he he's got some skills that that are uh, uh, might be of, uh, of use to you. Mm-hmm. And right now he's using those skills to help the community. Uh, you know provide this service to the community. Yeah, he makes a couple bucks, but he's going to give you a good service for a good deal at Gentry's Press and Wash mm-hmm. right here in Conway, Arkansas, right behind the Walgreens. Yeah, I know I've been in this building before. Uh, either myself or I've, I've been with friends that have been doing laundry mm-hmm. right here in this laundry mat, right next door to to your office. Now you you That's keep an office. Clean. They uh yeah they, they pay uh, a lady to keep it clean in here, and she does a great job uh, keeping it clean. You know, sometimes the customers that come here leave they they uh, bounty sheets and stuff on the floor for the most part. But uh, you know, it's also. You know, you got the, you got some of the homeless people that come here at nighttime when every, when you know when this part is closed down, right. and they'll sleep in here and you know do whatever it is they do while, while we're not here. So that part's open twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So hours. yeah, I mean there is a homeless situation here in Conway, and I've talked to uh, well uh, Phil Fletcher from Coho, and he's uh, Coho is a city of hope outreach. I just had him on the podcast on Saturday, uh, last Saturday, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we were chatting, and, and, and he is, you know, he goes, he actually talks to the people on the corners, you know, like I-40 and Oak Street. He'll stop, and he'll say, hey, man, how you doing, man? What's your situation? Hand him a lift him iced tea. So there are homeless people here, and I'm seeing in these little corners. If there's a place that's open yep. 24 hours, like this laundromat, 
I think people are going to sneak in here and try to get in out of the cold. Mm-hmm. So that's something that happens. So what 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 do you do in that situation when when you find somebody that's you know maybe not supposed to be here? Maybe uh, they're not doing laundry. I think the only the only logical thing is is just to ask let them ask them are they washing and drying. If they're not washing and drying, then they we pretty much got to ask them to leave. Uh, yeah. That's 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 pretty much almost with everybody though. Like uh, they they don't play about the no lottery uh, deal because. You know, you got so many different people in and out and stuff and doing different stuff. So you just got to you gotta be mindful of that, you know. Because, uh, yeah. you know, you, there's been times I came here and then you got a drunk in here and he being loud and, he, you know, he disturbing the other people that's just peacefully trying to watch and do their lunch and stuff. And we have to ask them to leave, you know. Oh, yeah. People, they leave the bars, especially we know. They leave the bars and they're a little tipsy. Uh, you know, we try to make sure that they're getting home safe and, Sometimes they'll just wander wander around town looking for someplace open. Mm-hmm. They'll end up at one of the open uh, restaurants, or if they don't have any money in their pocket, they might come to the laundromat and say, hey, that place is open. What kind of trouble can we cause in there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they got to deal with Michi. <laughs> but now you, you help to, to manage that place, but that's not your uh, business. That, no, your business is the side here. Uh-huh. Now, when they wash their clothes and you can, you can press them, you can get them all straightened out for them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, man. Michi, we're learning a little bit about you. You got a little bit of your story out there. I've had a good conversation with you. Any other avenues you want to explore? Tell people what other things you get into, your your hobbies, your interests. Um, um, nowadays, it's been really consistent. Like I said, uh, my daughter, you know, uh, yeah. uh, for a while she stayed in Fayetteville, so I really didn't have much contact with her like I do now. Like every, like I try every day, to, if I'm not worn out or too beat up, to go see her because you know she stayed with her mom, and I'm just now about to get into my own spot. So everything is falling in favor. But uh, what to, you about to get your own place? Oh yeah, I'm about to get my own place. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <That's the pad. laughs> uh oh, uh oh, 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 I see the difference in her attitude. I see the difference in the way she acts at school. Like she always got her grades, all A's or A's and B's. Excellent. Um, she just she just learning how to deal with her attitude and stuff, and that that makes me feel good because I know I'm a part of that. You know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm, I'm a part of the reason why she on on the straight and narrow and she doing better. So uh, for the most part, man, Dan, I appreciate you so much, man. Uh, I I enjoy working with you. Uh, Man, God is good, man. Uh, I think he put people in your life for reasons, and uh, I'm glad he put you in my life to uh, have this experience, you know, but to the world. Um, I love, I love, I love people, and all you got to do in life is just stay focused on your goals and do what you know you need to do to stay on top of you. And I think that'll give us a long way in life. Michi, you know you walk in that room. Uh, you, you like the place up, man, because you said before that you started out as a, a clown. Uh, uh, you were the, the cut up in school and make, make sure that people are smiling and, ha- you know, telling jokes. And But you had your group of friends back then, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, do you keep in touch with, with anybody? How, oh, yeah. You have long lasting oh, yeah. relationships? Oh, yeah. uh, Facebook, I ain't just big, big, big on it. But to keep up with classmates and family members, I use it, you know, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let, yeah, let, let's let's do that. Let's. Uh, how do people get a hold of you if you want if you want to to, to get oh, in yeah. touch with uh, me? If you want to get in touch with me, my my cell number is five zero one five four eight eight four one five. 
And I'm also located at 1065 Clayton Street. That's uh, behind the Walgreens on Hawk Rider Oak. Um, and that's the number for the business? Uh, the number for the business is 501-548-8415. Perfect. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, do, do you want people to contact you on your personal yeah. Facebook and oh, such? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they, make got, some friends? Yeah, I got a, I got a page. Uh, my name is it's, it's my, my real name, Demetri Davenport. Uh, if you look up Demetri Davenport, you should see my picture pop up. Uh, if you need any business done or anything, just just hit, give me a request or send it to my inbox. Or uh, I do have an email at Demetri, Demetri Davenport. Uh, 18 at you, WW, I mean, at you, ha, you, who, Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll find all that out and I'll make sure I put it in the show notes yeah. for, for the people to know. <laughs> Yahoo. I almost confused myself. <laughs> Man, Dimitri. I, I, I don't think I've ever called you Dimitri. I, I, this is the first time right here uh-huh. calling you Dimitri. It's, it's always been Michi because you always introduce yourself as Michi. And I know there's a lot of D's in your family. It, 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 is that that's something that that uh, became a uh, a theme uh-huh. in your family? Uh-huh. All the D's, D D D D, and here I am, Daniel. He's yep. Dan. D- so uh, Dan. hopefully, I, I I get to be a. I'm thankful that I get to be a little part of your life, man. Because you're, you're a good part of my life for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most of. So we've had a good time chit chatting here, and and hopefully people have learned some stuff, and and I hope everybody comes in with their. Uh, they're all their stuff that needs pressed and and uh, uh, you know go go through the laundry list <laughs> the laundry list that's a pun <laughs> uh, the laundry list of, of services that you provide one last time go ahead sneeze if you got to that's a little ASMR for the people <laughs> no uh, the laundry list that, that of services that you that you do mm-hmm. what is it um press uh, oh yeah what you do press wash fold dry uh, comforters. Um, uh, table covers. We do uh, wedding events. Uh, anything as far as fabric, linen, uh, cotton, uh, jacket, suits. Uh, we do it all. Well, I definitely have a lot of uh, vests. That uh, sadly, I work in some smoke-filled environment, so yeah. they get all smoky. Yeah, I can so, and, but you can't just throw that in the laundry. Uh-uh, no, no. So I take. I'll have to bring my vest to you mm-hmm. and get them done uh, the right way. Gentry's press and wash. All right. Uh, Michi, Dim- Dimitric, Davenport. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm even having That's trouble Michi. saying it, man. <laughs> you want to say Michi, don't you? Yeah, I want to say Michi. Uh, give, give some last words for the people, and then we'll get up out of here. It's Saturday. All right. Um, just want to tell y'all, thank y'all for listening. I thank for this opportunity. Uh, put God first, and everything else will follow. Well, there you have it, party people. Michi Dimitric Davenport over at Gentry's Press and Wash in Conway, Arkansas. That's 1065 Clayton Street, Conway, Arkansas. You know, right next to the big washing machine, washing place, laundry mat. Yeah, he's a part of that. And he's here to serve you. Thank you so much for being on the program, Michi, and telling a little about your story and what you do. And I encourage everyone, if you got some dirty clothes, you take them over to Michi. He'll take care of you right quick. Yeah. All right, party people. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 
or email info at RadioWhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening hey keys dan what you doing my line i'm playing the best music by request 24 hours a day click on the request tab at the top of radio what.com radio what com radio what the music you want with some words to live by if you don't ask you don't get a public service message from radio what.com the music you want <laughs>